So we're going to be in Exodus chapter 20. If you'd like to be going ahead and turning there, your Bible on your electronic device. We welcome our online audience that are tuning in this morning. Pray that God will speak to you in a special way. At the beginning of the year, we had some, some detours. Not bad detours, just detours. That kind of took us off the path from the God series. We had a Holy Spirit detour one day, one Sunday. That was awesome. We had a, a weather Sunday detour. That wasn't so awesome. And then last Sunday, we took a staff appreciation detour. But I can't seem to shake, and I don't want us to miss what God is wanting to speak to us about our relationship with Him. It's key and important that we draw closer to God and not pull away from God. He didn't call us just so we'd have a free ticket to heaven. He called us so that we would grow in our relationship with Him. I'm going to read in Exodus chapter 20. And would you stand for the reading of God's Word? Beginning in verse 18. It says, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. Notice verse 21 and the very first phrase of 22. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And just that first phrase of 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses. Stretch your hand this direction and pray God's blessing and anointing over his word and over his servant. Can I hear you pray today? Let's pray together. Father, we bless you. We thank you for the power that is in the word of God and that comes through the spirit of God. And Lord, as we come to this time of the service where we pull up to the banqueting table of the master, we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, impart unto us some revelation some manifestation, some knowledge that maybe we've never entertained before. And God, may this moment in your word be life-transforming. We give all glory and honor to you for your spirit. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So we began 2022 sharing about the real need in every one of our lives to get to know God for who He really is. We asked some probing questions in the first message of this series on knowing God. We asked some questions that really, really kind of stung a little bit. Questions like, are you seeking His hand more than you're seeking His heart? 
And it bears repeating a handful of weeks later that if our relationship with God is only asking what He can provide for us, we risk remaining self-centered and unchanged. You have to go after His heart. You cannot just seek after what He opens from His hand. Another question we posed that day was, are you trying to know God through God's friends? Is the extent of your relationship with Jesus just hearing a pastor in a Sunday morning setting? Friend, that simply is not enough. To know God is to be alone with God, to be intimate with God, to daily spend time in the presence of the Heavenly Father. Third question we asked that day, and this is, this is tough for me. It's tough for us to hear this. But do you understand that just because you're used by God doesn't mean you have a relationship with God? Oh, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one to process because you think, well, God, God's not going to use someone that doesn't belong to Him. Oh, yes, He will. He definitely will. People just like you and I, and I can back it up with Scripture, are, in, are somewhere, someplace that are prophesying. They may very well be performing miracles but they do not know Jesus personally. So what I would admonish you with is, don't be deceived by your own works. Know your Lord for yourself. In the second message of the God series, after we had talked about knowing God, then we began to talk about encountering God. Moses in Exodus chapter 3, 40 years after taking care of a flock of sheep, and yet on one very ordinary day, God placed Moses on his divine calendar, and he lit up a bush in the desert with the fire of heaven and with the angel of the Lord. The Bible says the bush burned, but it did not burn up. And the scripture says that Moses turned aside, just like that, when he saw this was not just an ordinary bush that was burning, but that it was perpetually burning, but not consumed. He turned aside and he did it quickly. He did not procrastinate. He did not say, well, I'm going to wait for another convenient time. I've got to get the sheep. I've got to get the flock to the pasture. I've got to get them to the brook. He said, now I will turn aside. And when he broke his 40-year routine, God responded to him and God spoke to him. The conclusion from that, that passage of Scripture and that message was when, when God sees you are serious about an encounter with him, and that you're willing to stop and look and listen, he will change your life. If you recall correctly, if you were in that service three Sundays ago, we shed our shoes for the altar time, and we had an altar service, and we had some encounters with Jehovah God in a mighty way. So we've talked about knowing God, and we've talked about encountering God. For the next few moments for today in this The God series, I want to talk about hearing God. There's something exciting, there's something invigorating about hearing and knowing the voice of the Father. Can it happen? I'm sure you've probably asked the question, maybe you've wondered. You may would even ask me, I'm your shepherd. You might would even uh, wonder out loud, have you ever heard the audible voice of God? I can stand before you today and say that I have not heard the audible voice of God. Now I believe I've heard God's voice. I believe I've got, heard God's voice through my wife before, probably more often than I care to admit that it was God speaking through her. 
There's been times that I've heard God in my spirit. There's been times that I've heard God speak through creation. There's been times that I've heard God speak through the gifts and the operations of the Spirit of God. God speaks, and God wants His people to hear Him communicating with Him. You may be here this morning, and you say, well, I want to hear from God. I'm facing some stuff in my life, in my family, in my marriage, on my job, in my career, in my education. I want to hear the voice of the Lord. I'm telling you, it can happen for the believer. It can happen for the child of God who makes themselves available and is willing to listen for the voice of the Lord. Can someone say amen? Jesus said, I am your shepherd, and he, you are my sheep. And he said these words. He said his sheep know his voice and hear his voice and understand his voice. And I'm telling you, if you're willing to listen, you can hear and identify the voice of God speaking to you personally. God wants a relationship with you where you're not the one doing all the talking, but you are also the one doing the listening so that God can speak into your life and give you the desperate direction that you need for your life. Always somebody say amen. There's a couple things I want to share with you, though, that's going to help you. The first thing I'm going to share with you this morning is that hearing God goes hand in hand with experiencing His glory. If you want to hear God, you got to understand that based upon biblical pattern, you have to have a hunger for the glory of God. When you press in to the glory of God, you are making yourself a candidate to hear the voice of God. Several times throughout the Bible, God's glory would be revealed in one way or another, but right on the heels of his glory being revealed, his voice could be heard. If you look at Exodus chapter 3, as I just mentioned to you, we see the burning bush that was not consumed. We saw the glory of the Lord in that burning bush. And then as the glory was manifested and Moses turned aside, then God began to speak to him. Glory first, voice second. If you look in Genesis chapter 32, you'll read about Jacob and how he wrestled with an angel of God. And then God begins to speak to him and he changed his name from Jacob uh, to the name of Israel. So you see again the glory of God through the wrestling and through the angelic messenger. And then you see the voice of God speaking following. You go to Judges chapter 6 and you'll read about a man by the name of Gideon. And the Bible says that Gideon offered a sacrifice of flesh and unleavened cakes. And the Bible says that as he did, fire came up out of the rock. In other words, God was sending down his seal. He was sending down his glory. He was sending down his blessing upon Gideon's sacrifice. And as soon as the glory came into his sacrifice, it was followed by God's voice. And God's voice said to Gideon, Peace be unto you, along with specific instructions on how to tear down the altars of Baal. What I'm trying to get you to see is that the glory of God is accompanied by the voice of God. And the glory of God is followed by the voice of God. And so having accepted that, if you embrace that into your spirit today, that they go hand in hand, and that if you really want to hear from God, you need to go after his glory. You need to press into him. You don't need to draw away from him. You need to draw near to him.
him. And as you draw near to God, God will draw near unto, somebody help me here, as you draw near to God, God will draw near to you, and as you do, and you're seeking after His glory and His manifested presence in your life, the situations that you face, you'll suddenly begin to identify and hear clearly the voice of the Lord. Let me ask you, are you tempted? I asked this question several weeks ago. I'm going to ask it again today. Are you tempted to try to hear God through someone else? Let me give you a crude example, but there are people that you have known, and I have only met. They don't attend the Pulaski church of God that but they can tell you things about the church and they're not ever here how is it that they know so much about the operations of the Pulaski church of God and yet they're never here I'll tell you how it is they receive the news a second hand and I shared that as an example to help you understand that you don't have to hear from God second hand You can hear from God directly. If you'll turn your spiritual hearing aid up, He is wanting to speak to you more than you're willing to listen to Him. Praise the Lord. (laughs) These Jews in this passage of text that we read, the scripture text that we read today, they've seen God's hand in miraculous ways. They've watched Him. He's opened the Red Sea so that they could walk across on dry land. He's fed two to three million people with food from the sky, whether it was wafers or, or quail. He's fed them from the sky. He's brought them water from a rock, not once, but twice. These folks uh, had got bit by poisonous serpents, and the Bible says He told Moses, erect a bronze serpent, and and, and if the people will look upon the bronze serpent as it is erected in the wilderness, they will be healed from venomous snake bites. They've seen one miracle after another miracle after another miracle. If you go back to Exodus 19, I hope you get this this morning. If you go back to Exodus 19, you will see that no one has as of yet heard God's voice, but are simply watching God's display of glory. The mountain is full of thunderings and smoking and and lightning and all of this has taken place. In fact, if you go back to chapter 19 and verse 21, you see that there it's implied that some were even trying to break through the glory and the splendor. Now, this is important. When no one has heard God's voice, they welcome his display. When no one has heard the voice of God, they welcome the display of his power. I'm going somewhere. You stay with me. As long as it was a show they were interested. As long as there was a display, like a fireworks display, you could see it and you stand in awe of it. And that's what was happening on that that mountain there. But the Bible says in Exodus 20 and verse 1, watch this, and God spake all these words. What did God say? The first thing God said was, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's what was happening. You go back and look it up. As long as God wasn't talking... Everything was great. But the moment the voice was followed by the glory, verse 18 says, the people removed and stood afar off. 
Verse 19, they said unto Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us or we will die. In other words, God's voice coupled with God's glory, they could not handle. If they saw the display, I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited about what I'm getting ready to say. As long as they could see the show, as long as they could see the manifestation, as long as they could hear the thunderings and the lightnings, as long as they could hear the trumpet blast, but there was no voice from heaven with it, then they were okay. They could continue to hide in their sinfulness. They could continue to hide in their shame. But the moment God began to speak from that mountain, something began to happen. Fear got a hold of them. Their wretchedness was exposed, exposed, and they realized they weren't just dealing with the glory. They were dealing with the voice of the Lord. Mm. The wretchedness of their sinfulness was exposed around the true glory and voice of God. And rather than deal with their own sinful condition, they put distance between them and the glory and the voice of the Lord. As long as the miracles were happening, they could dance and they could shout, and they could hide sin in the camp of their lives. As long as they could hear from God through Moses, they didn't have to deal with issues in their personal lives. And so that's why they said, let's hear from God secondhand. Now you listen to this preacher this morning. Are we not living in a day when we're drawn to God's mighty acts, and we're drawn to God's displays of power, but we pull back from his true glory? I embrace today that we are under grace, but in our embrace of grace in the church, we have lost reverence for his holiness. We are drawn to his miracles, but we draw back from his glory. And I'm praying God will turn some somersaults in some souls today so that you realize that when you draw to the glory of God, you're setting yourself up to hear God speak into your life and to change you forevermore. We need his glory. For when we go after his glory, his voice is, his voice is soon to follow. Hmm. Jesus said, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Jesus said, this generation seeks after signs. You see, church, you can hide sin in the midst of a miracle crusade. Iniquity can be hidden in a concert. Mm. But you cannot hide sin when God's glory is revealed to you. That's where the enemy wants to deceive us. He wants us to stay with a shallow experience with God. He doesn't want us to press in. He wants us to keep God at arm's length. So we can enjoy. We can enjoy 
somewhat of an experience as long as it doesn't interrupt how we live. I heard a great Bible teacher say one time, and this is true, you can fill halls and coliseums and theaters on how to be successful and wealthy and how to fulfill your dreams. People will cross the country for a miracle crusade. But if you called a solemn assembly to bring people to repentance for personal and family and national sin, how many would show up? But Moses said in response to the people, when they drew back, he said to them, fear not. God has come to prove you that, and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 20, he said, everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light. Because his deeds would be reproved, would be made manifest. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, God, send us your glory. For in sending your glory, we will learn how to identify your voice. When Isaiah had his vision in chapter 6, the glory of God filled the temple The post of the door shook. He was in the glory of God. You know what he said? He said, woe is me, for I am undone. I have unclean lips, and I am among unclean people. But shortly thereafter, when God needed someone to go, and God spoke, he said, here am I. Send me. What the children of Israel did was, They were counting on Moses. The way they could hear from God without having to deal with their hidden sins. Are we any different? We wing it upon a message or a sermon or a lesson or a prayer. We have our two-minute devotional on our app, and that's all God gets from us. We have our 15-minute podcast. That's not hearing directly from God. Ooh, I felt that bounce back. Oh, Pastor, I love my little apps. Yet your little apps have taken the place of your altar. There was a time you were pressing in. That's like people saying, I, <laughs> say, I, I, I pray, uh, my prayer time is on my way to work. How do you stay sanctified praying on your way to work? Some of you have to ride up 81 every day. If that's your prayer time, I'm not sure you're getting through. You're just trying to keep from cussing. You know I'm telling the truth. (laughs) And I want 
you to hear this, and I say this with every bit of transparency that I have, but your pastor prepares to deliver the word to you, and I pray that God speaks through me, but you need to understand the risk of flesh will always be there. You have to hear from God for yourself. You have to search the scriptures, Jesus said, for in them are eternal life. You have to esteem his words more than your necessary food. You have to know God. You have to encounter God. You have to hear God unfiltered through human element. How do you do it? You get alone with him. You long for his glory. You press in, and you pray until you've broken through in prayer. Is this, is this foreign today? I'm looking at people sprinkled throughout this congregation that have known what it's like to have breakthrough prayer. And as I said Wednesday night, as I said recently, We've allowed technology to mess with our brain and mess with our spiritual walk. We put a popcorn bag in the microwave and in three minutes it's done. And we treat God like he's a microwave God. And again, as I said Wednesday night in the Bible study, God is not a 21st century God. God is an eternal God. We've tried to box him in. But when you press into the glory of God, you'll see your sinfulness. And then you'll see his shining grace. And then you will hear his compassionate voice leading and guiding you. Folks sitting in this room, folks watching online, you're trying to ride the easy way out with deep, buried sins in your life. You know it. God knows it. And you need an experience with His glory so we can rise to the surface And you can deal with the sin before it destroys you. Maybe you're enjoying your secret sin. It will destroy you. I've come by to tell you, you need to let God's glory confront you. You need to let God's power take it away from you. And you need to let God's voice direct you. I want to hear from God. It's very simple. Very simple. I'll give you a a, a simple solution to hearing from God. And it's not saying, God, I need to hear from you. That should be second. Really, it's, God, I want to experience your glory. You may not even have to pray, God, I need to hear from you. If you're pressing in to the glory of the Lord. Because you'll be closer and closer to him. And you will sense him leading and guiding and directing.
The second thing I want to tell you is that the road to glory is in his glory. Moses knew the secret, see? He had heard God's voice after he saw that burning bush. So the, the, the glory that repelled the people actually drew Moses in. He says, wait a minute, I've been here before. It was only a bush before. It wasn't a mountain. It wasn't thunderings and lightnings and a trumpet blare, but I've seen the glory of God. I've seen a burning bush. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God talked with him face to face, and he was so hungry. In fact, in Exodus 33, God said, my presence shall go with you. And Moses responded, if your presence does not go with me, don't carry us up. And God said, okay, I will do this. And then Moses said, show me your glory. Why? Because he knew if he was in the glory of God, he had the voice of God. I'm taking these people to the promised land. And I know how uncomfortable and exposed I am. I know how much conviction there is when I'm in your glory. But show me your glory. I need your glory now at this time and at this moment. Friend, I'm on my way to glory. I'm on my way to heaven. But hear me and hear Bible. No sin will enter there. That hasn't changed. We all make mistakes. I have never bought into that you got to sin every day. I hear people say, we all sin every day. I've never bought, I reject that in the name of Jesus. I can live 24 hours without sinning against God. And I fail and I transgress, but I'm telling you right now, no sin is going to enter into heaven according to the Scripture. So what are you trying to tell us? I'm trying to tell you that the road to glory is to push to be in his glory. Because when you push to be in his glory, his glory will expose the junk in your life. And not only will it expose the junk that you can repent and confess and get forgiveness over, but also his voice will accompany and lead you while you're on this journey to glory. The Holy Spirit has to reveal this to you. See, there's a word in the Bible called kabod. It's the Hebrew word for glory. It's an important part. It means, what, what does it mean, preacher? It means weight or heaviness. It's confirmed by such passages as 2 Corinthians 4.17 that talks about the, the weight of glory. When Solomon dedicated the temple, the, the Bible says the glory of the Lord filled the temple. That was the kabod. That was the weightiness. That was the heaviness of God's presence that came in and it filled the temple so much so that the priests couldn't go in and do any ministry. When's the last time that you became so overwhelmed by God's presence that all you could do was sit silent? Or you were so overwhelmed by God's presence that all you could do was weep? Or the last time you were in God's presence and, and you could feel him.
man, have I lost my mind? No, absolutely not. I believe I'm right on target here. I believe God wants to call each and every one of us into a greater dimension of relationship with him. And what we need to do is have a heart and a mind like Moses and say, show me your glory. I'm going to glory in your glory. I've got to abide in your glory. All this other stuff is temporal. It's carnal. It's not going to do me any good. God, I've got to hear from you. And so to hear from you, I realize I need to beg and plead for the weightiness and the glory of God. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. You can have access to the glory of God. It exposes our wretchedness. But it's accompanied by God's voice. God wasn't going to kill the people. He told them, don't be afraid. But he's still a holy God. He's given them the Ten Commandments. And he's shouting it to them through a trumpet and through thunderings and through lightnings. Because he's looking for a holy people. God has never wanted you to be afraid of him because he was some kind of an abusive father or some kind of a dictator. He is a loving and compassionate father. And that message needs to be spoken loud and clear especially when so many today have come from abusive and broken homes where they did not have any earthly father. Their earthly father was, was their, their whole idea of an earthly father was somebody that was emotionally, physically, or sexually abusive. God is not that father. He wants you to know he is love. It's the essence of who he is. He's compassionate. He is the father that runs to you when you're the prodigal in the pigsty. But in the midst of all of it, don't you ever forget, he is still a a holy God that is looking for a holy people. I'm getting ready to close, but I'd rather die exposed to his glory than hearing him for myself than to revel in the dark and not hear from God at all. That's why I read that first phrase of verse 22. Don't let God talk directly to us. We're going to back up. We're going to back up, Moses. We just, we want God to speak to you, and then you transfer it to us. So what are you saying? I'm saying what attracts some repels others. And in 40 days, because they drew back, in 40 days they would be worshiping a golden calf and bound up in idolatry. I'm still talking about hearing God. Yeah. God said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
God said, Thou shalt not make unto yourself a graven image. Two of the Ten Commandments. Forty days of drawing back. And they're already breaking two of the commandments. What's it going to be for you? Because I'm going to say, here's the truth. You say, I'm just going to stand still. Nope, don't work that way. Sorry, not an option. You're either pressing in or you're drawing back. The word says that the soul that draws back, I will have no pleasure in. So there it is. I thought we had options here. Oh, no. No, we think we have options. But the truth of the matter is, you got saved, and from the moment you got saved, God wants you to hunger and thirst after Him. God wants you to get to a place where you, you care more about having an encounter with Him and knowing Him and, and hearing from Him, not from a preacher. God's glory makes people nervous. You believe it's real, but it makes you nervous. Why does it make you nervous? You know exactly why it makes you nervous. Because it's probably going to expose some junk in your life. (laughs) And you'd rather not deal with the junk. But in not dealing with the junk, you sacrifice the voice of the Lord. Has anybody ever missed God's voice? Am I, I just, I'm just going to be the first to wave. Have you ever just knew that you knew that you blew it? Maybe you prayed about it and you still blew it. I believe the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. One of my favorite verses, I think, is Psalm 73, 27. It says, you shall guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Brother James, I, I, want, I want to hear from him more. Now, for, for some of that to happen, I've got to quit talking. If you're like me, I go to pray. 30 minutes later, I'm the one doing all the talking. I haven't given God a chance to talk to me. Thankfully, he still talks to me through his word. But I want to hear his voice through his word, through the gifts of the spirit, through creation, through other people. I want to hear directly from him. I believe I can deal here directly from God. So in closing, do you need God's direction today? Or you got a situation where you just need your life's just one jumbled mess? Seems like every time you turn around, it's a, it's a bad choice, it's a bad decision. You know, you're, you're a Christian, but you just know there's more, and you seem like you're wandering. The next question is, are you willing to be exposed before Him? Not before me, 
Not before another believer in the house, just before God. We don't do that whole confession to a priest thing. You have a high priest. His name is Jesus. He's at the right hand of the Father. The scripture says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You don't have to go through a man. You don't have to tell a man one thing about your personal stuff. can't stay idle you can take it and you can tell anyone that I said it but either you're leaning into God's glory or you're drawing back from it my God my God they drew back they drew back that day they saw his glory coupled with his voice and in 40 days, 40 day, a little more than a month, they were at the bottom of a mountain worshiping a golden calf. And we say, that's horrible. I can't believe that. They saw all of that? How? How could they experience all of that? Because they drew back. Every head bowed and every eye closed. He takes no pleasure in souls that draw back, but he longs for hearts that will lean into his glory and listen for his voice. <laughs> so the question is, are you going to allow God's glory to draw you today? Are you going to allow God's voice to speak to you today? Maybe you need to hear God's voice for your family. Maybe you need to hear God's voice for your personal life. I'm telling you right now, based on scriptural pattern, if you will seek for his glory, his voice will be present and you can hear from God unfiltered for yourself. It would be my hope that many, many would say, I need to lean in to his glory today. Just you and Jesus. Show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory, Lord. I need to hear from you. Show us. Show me your glory. Is there any hungry hearts in the house? Any hungry hearts in the house? You say, I'm just going to come and I'm going to kneel. I'm going to stand. And I'm going to pray like Moses. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. I realize the risk of drawing back. Show me your glory. Show me your glory.
to know you. I want to encounter you. I want to hear you. I've got to hear from you. The Lord, He is the God. They saw the fire come down from heaven and consume the sacrifice. All the people cried out, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. More of your glory, Lord. More of your power, more of your presence. You stand all over this room and that's the desire of your heart would you just lift both hands to heaven say Lord I'm going to lean into you I want to lean into you Holy Spirit I hope that through this flesh that the message was communicated in the message was received. It's such a sobering responsibility to stand and declare the word of the Lord. But I hear over and over again the soul that draws back, I will have no pleasure in him. I want you to have pleasure in me life circumstances throw me some curves and maybe I've been off on my spiritual walk lately but today with my hands raised I don't want to be idle I don't want to be pulling back I want to be leaning in I want to be pressing in if I press in I experience your glory Moses saw you face to face but if I draw back Idols can move in. Graven images can take up their habitation. God, I've got I've to lean in. I've got to lean in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I keep hearing it over and over again in my spirit. The soul that draws back, I will have no pleasure in him. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is Bible, people. This is Bible. This is the Word of God. This is Jesus being the Word and the Word being Jesus. This is the Lord speaking to us.